Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. We're so glad you tuned in today, and if you're in the area, come out and join us at our new home, located at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. If you are unable to attend, you can tune in on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. And don't forget to join us for our worship on Instagram Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, 30 minutes before the YouTube broadcasts. We would also like to encourage you to check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org where you can keep up on the current messages, ministries, and happenings at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills. Today our teaching is in the book of 2 Kings chapter 19. Here's Pastor Ryan. And Father, we thank you for your love, your grace, and your mercy upon us, Lord, that we can come before you, Lord, and have a relationship with you where it's not just going to church or a religious activity, but that, Lord, we can actually know you and you know us. We're grateful tonight. Lord, as we study your word, we ask that you would minister to us like only you can, supernaturally, Lord. You made every person in this room and you know where we're at, you know what we're going through, and I just pray that you would comfort and strengthen and encourage and challenge and and Lord those who don't know you may they be called uh, home to you Lord this evening and we do pray Lord for those watching that they also would be blessed and encouraged and strengthened Lord increase our faith we believe in you increase our hope we have hope in you increase our love we love you and may you guide us now pour out your grace we pray in Jesus name Amen so 2 Kings chapter 19, this evening we're going to be beginning right around verse uh, 27. As you know that First and Second Kings is the history of the kings of Israel. The kingdom has been divided because of their apostasy. They sinned against God. They turned uh, against the Lord and followed after pagan gods. So the Lord separated the kingdoms and these books teach us all about what took place once the split happened. And so we have the northern kingdom of Israel and the southern kingdom of Judah. And in our story this evening, it's uh, during the times of King Hezekiah in the southern kingdom of Judah and the time of the Assyrian Empire. The king of the Assyrians is Sennacherib. And Sennacherib is threatening the southern king of Judah. Uh, his armies have come down into the territory of Judah. Part of his army was at the door at the walls of Jerusalem. And his ambassadors have been warning the Judahites to surrender and to not listen to their king Hezekiah or trust in the God of Israel. And so this king, Sennacherib of the Assyrians, is a mocker. He's a prideful, wicked man. And the Assyrians have been on a victory campaign, as you know. They've been taking out the nations around Judah. They have even taken the northern kingdom of Israel, God's people, 
captive to Assyria. The northern kingdom is no more. And so the interesting thing is that it was the Lord's doing all along. And how our God, the maker of heaven and earth, has control over the nations is a beautiful thing. No matter how powerful the king or nation seems, our God is more powerful. Our God is in control. And we need to hear that today after everything that's going on in our country has just gone on. It is so many Christians are disheartened, you know, with the election and with all of the, can I say fraud, fraud that has taken place. So there is just a lot of broken hearts and concerned believers in Christ who wanted better for their country. We wanted abortion to cease. We wanted marriage to be defined between a man and a woman as Jesus defines it. And so because of these things, we're at a time when we really need to hold on to our faith in our God who is in control of all the nations. Amen? And here King Sennacherib of Assyria doesn't know that the victories he had over the nations wasn't because he was so strong, so mighty, so powerful, but it was because of God. It reminds me of our Lord Jesus when he was on trial before Pilate. You know that it was actually Pilate and the Pharisees that were on trial. The whole world was on trial, right? But he told Pilate, you would have no power unless it had been given to you by my Father in heaven. Jesus is in control. He is the King of kings and Lord of lords. But God is using King Sennacherib. He used them to bring judgment upon the Israelites in the north. God used them to take them captive. He allowed that because they had turned against them. And now the Lord is using him to come down into the southern kingdom because King Hezekiah was a great king. We know that. We read about that. He was like King David. He was like a man, a man after God's own heart. But in his prosperity, he, was, he walked with God. He, he restored the worship there in Jerusalem. He was a man of God. He sought the Lord. But as God prospered him, he got complacent. He was no longer seeking the Lord as he did at the first. Which is a warning to all of us. Listen, God is good. He loves you. The moment, uh, even, before, even before you came to know him, and when we were dead in our trespasses, Christ died for us. But once we come to him, you're loved by him. You're encouraged by him. You're strengthened by him. He gives you a new life. And things are exciting and new. But we must learn to walk with him. But then learn to continue to walk with him as we get older. And then as we get older, older, if, if he tarries, to even in our older age to continue seeking him the way we did at the first and never let your love grow cold and this is why the study of the bible is so important because it really strengthens our love for jesus we just read 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 and it just you know he feeds our spirit he feeds our soul and strengthens our bodies as we do so king hezekiah was a godly king but he became complacent and so what happens with God's children, if we become complacent, we're no longer going to be praying like we should, st studying the word like we should, being in church consistently like we should, then we can, if we are his sons and daughters, expect chastening. Oh, it's coming. Even of the best of them. Hezekiah is the best of them. King David's the best of them. God's no, God's no, uh, shows no partiality. He's no respecter of persons. He doesn't care how holy King David was. You know he got chastened, right? 
Hezekiah got chastened, right? So how can we expect any less when we think it's cool to separate from the Lord's body, his church, to separate from the study of the word, to separate from fellowship and prayer and these things? I mean, that's, that's my Christianity. That's what I think is biblical Christianity. I just believe that God loves me so much that he's going to give me a spanking if I choose to ignore him, treat him like he's nothing. So it's important to be obedient. It's important to keep seeking him, no matter how old you are, to not take your foot off the pedal, but to go forward. I was just reading about King David in my personal reading and how he fell with Bathsheba, or not necessarily fell, he just went into that sin. But what happened was everyone else was fighting, everyone else was on the battlefield, and he stayed back when the kings went out. But it wasn't that the kings just went out. The kings and their armies and their peoples went out to fight during that season. So David's people went, but he didn't go with the people. God's people went, but it's bad when we don't go with God's people into the fight. It's one thing when we're older, and we read about how David, when he was older, they said, no, 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 don't go out to fight. You're more used to us if you stay home, because if they take you, it'll break the hearts of everybody. Just, you're too old, stay home. It's one thing. But with Bathsheba and him not going to battle, nowhere do you read he was too old. But anyways, Hezekiah, good king, chastening. The, the Assyrian army came because the Lord brought them to wake up his beloved Hezekiah. He allowed this threat to come to wake up his son that he loved, Hezekiah. Mind you, the southern kingdom of Judah is the line by which the Messiah, Jesus Christ, our Lord, will come through. So the Lord, we read about him preserving the southern kingdom of Judah because Jesus is going to come through that line. He is the lion of the tribe of? Yeah. The good news in our story, Hezekiah, has gone, gone back into the house of the Lord. What did Hezekiah do? He humbled himself and went back to church and he fell on his face and he cried out to the Lord help me and he sent his servants to go talk to the prophet Isaiah help us and then second chronicles tells us that both Isaiah and Hezekiah cried out to the Lord on behalf of Judah both were crying out it wasn't just like the message got the messengers got to Isaiah and he's like okay I'll pray no it, it says that he was crying God help us don't let these Assyrians take us down and the Lord heard their prayer which he does when we humble ourselves before him and I believe also when we come into his house call me old school and crazy and so Isaiah was given a message by God and God said give this message to King Hezekiah it's a message of deliverance. And that's where we were at last week, where we were reading through it. And, and, but, you know, I ended right in the middle. So I'm just going to rehash a few verses, 20 to 21. The Lord refers to Jerusalem as a daughter of Zion, or as the daughter of Zion and a virgin, meaning basically telling king, the king of Assyria, you're not going, you're not going to conquer Jerusalem. I'm going to deliver it. She's like a virgin. She ain't being conquered. Period. Beautiful. The Lord lets him know. Verse 22, 24. God tells the king of Assyria 
that by reproaching and coming against and threatening Judah, you were reproaching the Holy One of Israel. It was, it was, a, it was a knock, not on God's people alone, but it was on God as well. You and I have that divine love from Jesus Christ. He loves you and I so much. We are in Christ when we come to know him. And any offense, any attack on you is an attack on Jesus. That's a beautiful thing. In verse 22, 24, it talks about also about how high and prideful in his own existence this king of the Assyrians was. He was so prideful that he thought it was his own strength and ability that he can take his chariots up to the height of the mountains of Lebanon. Chariots, man, you know, most people don't dig on running uphill. And I would venture to say that most horses also do not like to run uphill. Right? Am I crazy or do you think horses are like, yeah, I'll run that mountain. So chariots were used in the lowlands. But God is saying, you're so high in your own mind that you think you can take your chariots up to the mountains and fight. And the Lord tells them in verse 27 and 28 that he's creator God, that he made it all. Didn't you know? Didn't you hear? Don't you know? I made it all. And he tells them, it wasn't, it was me who weakened the nations that you conquered. It was actually me that, that led you to conquer these nations for God's plans. The Assyrians came and God weakened these nations like grass on the rooftops that the moment it springs up, the sun just scorches. No water, it just scorches. I mean, he made these nations weak and yet this king thinks he's so high and mighty because he had these victories when it was God all along that gave him his victories. And it is still God all along who will sustain us in our country in 2021. No matter what, other countries may have or our country may lack or leadership or what doesn't matter our God is in control he says then in here in verse 27 but I know your dwelling place you're going out and you're coming in and your rage against me this king could care less about the Lord he did not consider God in his ways the God of Israel he just went around living his life conquering thinking he was all that I mean, this is the state of the world is it not they they have no thought of god rarely it's like funerals maybe weddings maybe baptisms that's when people think about god usually people are just out making a living living their lives doing their own thing because this is a fallen world our prayer our cry is that people would would come to the saving grace of Jesus Christ, that their eyes would be open, that there's more to life than just eating and drinking and what you're going to wear, how I look, how the reputation is, in the all of that. The most important thing in life is a relationship with God. This king had it not. He didn't have it. And God's like, even though you didn't have it, you may not know me, but I know you, he says. I know your dwelling. Like, I know your house. I know that you have a, a red blanket and a coffee table. And I know you have so many restrooms. I mean, God knows everything. He is not limited by time and space, guys. 
Right now, the Lord is in Paris. And he's also right here. Where else is the Lord? Give me, give me where else? Morocco. Morocco. The Lord is everywhere. I know your dwelling place. You're going out and you're coming in and your rage against me. Because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears. Rage and tumult. A tumult, guys, I never used that word ever in my life. Kids, what's tumult? Great commotion, disturbance accompanied with a great noise. That's a tumult. Great noise, great commotion. You know, dishes slamming, falling, loud noise, commotion. So this king had rage against God and commotion. Like a great loud voice. He hated God. Crazy. You know, Revelation chapter 12, verse 10, it says, then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. And they overcame him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And they did not love their lives to the, to, to the death. Therefore rejoice, O heavens, and you who dwell in them, Woe to the inhabitants of the earth and the sea. For the devil has come down to you, having great wrath, because he knows that his time is short. This Assyrian king in his rage and tumult reminds us of the attitude and the countenance of Satan, that he is in a rage, that he is very is going to be more destructive in the last days than ever he has knowing that his time is short. I am shocked at the wickedness of our country and the world. I am shocked at the laws being proposed towards our children's education in this country. I am appalled at the wickedness that is being seen and preached as being good. We are in the last days. And we need to stand and be salt and light and know what's really going on. The enemy is going about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy. And he's going more and more harder than ever before. Guys, Pastor Ken Graves, our friend at Calvary Chapel, Bangor, Maine. They have a men and women's facility there for rehabbers. Right there on the church property. I've been there before. It's called Seven Oaks. Well, the governor of the state is picking on his church, telling them that they can no longer have that rehab center on their church properties if they continue to teach the Bible to these rehabbers. We have the pastor in Canada that was arrested. Did you hear about him for opening his church? He was arrested. We have uh, Mike McClure in Calvary Chapel, San Jose, who has been fined over close to $2 million worth of fines because he, he stays open. Depends what county you're in, man. Depends what state, what country. But the enemy is running crazy. Paul told Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 3, and Timothy was a young man, so young people, listen up. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 1, But know this, that in the last days perilous times will come, for men will be lovers of themselves, 
Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanderers without self-control, brutal, despisers of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God, having a form of godliness but denying its power and from such people turn away. If, you, if we can pray anything, it's like, Lord, help me not to be into myself. Help me not to be selfish. Help me not to seek to do my own will, but rather to do your will. Help me, Lord, to decrease, uh, decrease and you increase. Help me, Lord, to have your humility to die to myself and to do thy will. Because it's in dying to self that we have life, that we have joy and peace and strength and guidance and hope and love. And all the things that we need are found in our personal prayer to die every day. That we might be resurrected with him. And by his spirit, he changes us. He truly does. Jesus said in Matthew 24, verse 12, at the, uh, the uh, Olivet Discourse, and because lawlessness will abound, the love of many will grow cold. Yeah, lawlessness is abounding. Are you kidding me? When evil is spoken of as good? When lawlessness is not punished? There's so much injustice, it's crazy. What an interesting time to be a pastor. Or a Christian, what can, I, what can I say to you? Don't trust anything the news tells you. Welcome to 2021, February, whatever it is, 24. Don't believe anything. Maybe the weather. Maybe. <laughs> to be honest with you, the news, I mean, I have like, like you know, God be with Tiger Woods. When, when there's an accident, when there's some sort of like event like that, like I have no problem watching the news but if the news ever says anything anything about money politics social issues anything don't believe anything they say anything I have no problem saying that anything well what did they have during Jesus' time for news a lot less information right I think we'd be good with a lot less inform uh, media information, more biblical information, more, you know, anyways. Even though the world is this way, I'm not pessimistic. I'm very hopeful. Jesus said, these things I have spoken to you in John 16, that in me you may have peace. I'm not tripping. Are you tripping? In him you shall have peace. Just be in him. Be in him. Tell all your friends and family, believers, be in them. Are you in them? Are you in them? And is he in you? Because that's where peace is. These things I have spoken to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. I have overcome the world. Greater is he who is in us than he who is in the world. Guys, you have the answer to what this world needs. Christ in us is the hope of this world. Christ in us is the hope of this world. Do not envy sinners nor desire to be with them. Christ in us is the hope of this world. The world has nothing to give you. Nothing. All that is in the world, the Lord says, is, per is perishing, is passing away. So study this book. It's made for you. Study it, kids. It's made for you. Ask God for understanding. Read through it. 
Because your rage against me and your tumult have come up to my ears, therefore I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I will turn you back by the way you came. The Lord says to the king, to the Assyrian king, I'm going to put a hook in you. Like a fish, guys. Whack. A bridle like a horse to be led by. The Assyrians prided themselves of taking prisoners back to Assyria. There's images in antiquities of the Assyrians taking their captives back and they have like a line, like a chain, and it's hooked to the, to the nose of their captive. So what they were doing, God's telling the king, you know what I'm going to do to you. What you've been doing to everybody is coming to you. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio with the Bible teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein. If you're in the area, come out and join us at our new location at 3035 Nicolette Street in Banning. You can also find us on YouTube Live at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills, Sundays at 10.30 a.m. and Wednesdays at 7.30 p.m. If you would like more information or would like to send a gift to the ministry, check out our website at calvarychapelsweethills.org or you can call us at 951 952-2309. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills.